Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? You can place it right there. Thank you, sir. What a servant. Would you join me for a word of prayer? Lord Jesus, we are thankful for this opportunity to gather and for this wonderful day of celebration. We ask, O oh God, that you would pour out your spirit upon the staff and the members of this ministry, that they would be a blessing to all the children and the families that will come to this campus to learn about many things, but mostly to see the love of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that that love would flow through each and every one who is here, that they would see the wonderful opportunity that you've given them in this ministry. Uh, but, Lord, we pray that they would also see that this is just a ministry, not the ministry, and that there's still so much to do. For you tell us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So send out, Lord, into your harvest field workers to reach many and connect them to Jesus. We ask it in his holy name. Amen. Well, you've come a long way, baby. I mean, the first time I came out to Oxford, I could not even find you. I searched around and searched around and finally called Pastor Rocky and said, okay, I'm sitting outside of this Baptist church. Can you tell me where you are? And he said, well, I'm in the Baptist church. And look at today. God has blessed you in so many abundant ways. These are exciting days for Amazing Grace Lutheran Church in Oxford, Florida as you dedicate this early learning center and embark on an awesome journey that will impact many lives for the sake of Jesus Christ. The psalmist writes in Psalm 22, our children will also serve him future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything He has done. This is a ministry that is looking to the future, and I commend you for that. Not only do you have a capable leader serving as your pastor, but you have a committed leadership that has a vision for a ministry to reach into this greater community in new ways. But I want you to know this as you embark on this journey today, that you have now kicked up a little dirt, literally, but also spiritually. If you're going to be effective for the sake of the gospel, you can expect that you're going to experience some spiritual attack. Peter says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Things may get just a little bit chaotic in these next few months as you're trying to get all those last-minute things done as you're trying to put the finishing touches on, as you anticipate start dates and have holdups and, and things to be delivered that don't show up on time, as you anticipate uh, numbers that 
that may swell and drop, but God is with you in this process. You will experience frustrations and challenges. Do not be alarmed. Just remember that the devil doesn't mess with a dead carcass, right? He only messes with those who are alive in the Spirit, and we know confidently who has already won the war. So don't let Satan steal your joy on this day or any of the successive days because God has led you to this point and He has a great plan for you. He is doing awesome things among you and He will continue to do that. And by the way, He never does anything without great purpose. The mission of this ministry is to transform lives through Christ for today and eternity by inviting inspiring and involving is that correct i read it on the internet so it must be true (laughs) and you know i believe that your new early learning center will give you plenty of opportunities to fulfill that mission but it won't happen automatically just because you write it on the internet doesn't mean that it's going to happen while you have a beautiful facility as a beautiful sanctuary We know that these are not fields of dreams, are they? If you build it, especially in our day, they won't automatically come. There's no guarantee whatsoever. It requires an ongoing commitment of God's people living out their faith day in and day out. Living out their calling by serving Jesus in this place in new and exciting ways. And so the lessons selected for today are wonderful reminders of this calling that God has placed upon each and every one of you. Each lesson contains kind of a word of direction and purpose as you dedicate this new facility this morning and as you celebrate God's amazing grace and His abundant blessings. First, be open to how God will use this ministry. Be open to how God is going to use this ministry. There's no doubt that God has called you to teach little ones. From the Old Testament lesson for today, we have what is called in theological circles as the great Shema, which is a vernacular way that we might say, hey, listen up, I'm talking to you. That's what God was saying to His people. Moses takes and he says to the people, you need to listen to what I'm saying He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This is really a basic teaching of the faith. And it captures the first commandment of those Ten Commandments, right? Love the Lord your God. And Jesus in Matthew 22 adds this, and love your neighbor as yourself. Again, hearkening us back to those Ten Commandments which focuses us on our relationship with God and then our relationship with our neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. Look at the person sitting next to you and say, in Jesus, I love you. Go ahead, you can do that. It's it's safe. It's safe. Moses then goes on and he clarifies this great Shema just a bit further and he says this, You shall teach them diligently to your children the laws 
And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. In other words, this is to be a part of your life all the time. And you're to teach the children so that successive generations will learn and know the truths of God. And your early learning center, in a sense, is a fulfillment of this command. As children from all different walks of life are gathered in this place, they will learn of Jesus and of His love for them. They'll hear the stories of His miracles and they'll celebrate His birth and His death and His resurrection. No doubt that the evidence that overflows from this building will go into that new building. The love with which you created that building. These will be signs for you. And by the way, there will be signs all over the place of this wonderful new ministry that God has called you to. You will likely have crumbs and fingerprints on the walls. Some even from the children. But these are glorious signs that you have made the right choice. A wise choice. An investment into the future so that future generations might know the Lord. How often I've seen it over the years that a child who went through one of our preschools or our schools has grown up to share Jesus in the world in a unique and special way. I was up in Atlanta yesterday sitting with some old friends from the parish that I served. And one of the teachers told me a story about a student who came back who has grown up to be a fine young Christian man because of the influence that God used that school to place on that life. You just never know how God will use this ministry for His glory. Not many of you are likely familiar with the name Mordecai Ham. He was a little itinerant preacher who had very limited success. He never had sell-out crowds or attracted large audiences, and at times he felt dejected and defeated. He felt like giving up. One day, a young high schooler named Billy Frank came to his revival. He came because some of his classmates in high school had spread the word that they were going to disrupt this revival and cause problems for Mordecai Ham. And Billy Frank wanted to go and see what it was going to turn out like, what they were going to do, and how they were going to create this bedlam. As it turned out, the, chick, the students chickened out and never did anything, but that young man was intrigued by what he heard. And he went back the next night, and he made a profession of faith. By the way, we know Billy Frank as a little bit better as William Franklin Graham, or commonly as Billy Graham. And while Mordecai Ham felt like a complete failure, God used him to reach a man like Billy Graham. And through the ministry of Billy Graham, Hundreds of thousands of people have made a profession of faith for Jesus Christ because Mordecai Ham was faithful and listened to God's call. Countless people today have heard about Jesus Christ. You just never know how God will use you and this ministry for His glory. So be open 
to how God will use this ministry in the lives of the people who are gathered here, but in the greater community all around you. This is all with great purpose. Secondly, we are chosen with purpose. The epistle lesson is really one of my favorite sections of the New Testament. While you've built a beautiful building both here and across the way, what is even more fragrant to God is the living stones that make up this ministry that will impact so many for Jesus through this facility. Peter gives us the heart of God's greatest purpose in our lesson for today. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And you see, Peter is talking to each of us. We're the ones who are chosen. We're the ones that God has made His own special possession so that we can proclaim the excellencies or the praises of the One who called each of us out of darkness into His marvelous light. This is a purpose statement. God did this so that we could do that. God saved us so that we could proclaim that to the world all around us. You and I are to be light bearers to the world of Jesus Christ who made us His own in the waters of holy baptism. And what an opportunity for you to see young lives come to know Jesus as their Savior, to set the course for their eternal life by hearing about the One who died and rose again so that they might have life forever. This new early learning center will provide you with ample opportunities to reach people who come onto your campus with the good news of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And not just the children, because those children often bring parents with them, don't they? People who maybe have no hope, have no joy, have no peace, and you will be able to provide that by sharing with them the joy that we have in Jesus Christ. You'll have the privilege to tell people who are mired in the depths of sin about a Savior who came to pay the complete cost for their sin and for your sin by dying on the cross. You get to tell them about the power of God's Spirit and the joy of being in a Christian community as you demonstrate that here in this place. As they see your lives unfold, as they see the love of Jesus living in you. You will see broken people made whole. You'll see families that uh, come to know the joy of living for Jesus Christ. And what a joy that is. Without question, I believe that God has called us to connect people to Jesus. That is our goal in life as believers in Jesus Christ. His greatest purpose and one of the greatest blessings this ministry will experience is reaching people who come to this early learning center. But that's only one piece of it because there are many families that won't come to your early learning center and they also need to be told the good news of Jesus Christ. So you have a great opportunity that God is placing right here in your midst, but He's also placed you in this greater community with great purpose as well. 
The last word that I would leave you with is that change can be good. The gospel lesson, I believe today, is a reminder that God can and will reach all kinds of people and that he can use people like you and me to do just that. Don't you just love the story of Zacchaeus? How many of you when Mrs. Bernard were up here telling the children were thinking in your, your head, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. We all learned that. We know Zacchaeus, right? Somehow I picture Zacchaeus looking a little bit like Danny DeVito. <laughs> Maybe a little gruff and self-focused, diminutive and a bit of a cheat, even though he was a wealthy man. And, and he'd heard about this Jesus. And it was something that he didn't yet have. He didn't possess it. So he wanted to learn more. And he's so small that he climbs up this tree so that he can see Jesus to get a better vantage point. And when Jesus gets to him, he calls Zacchaeus by his name. And he says, Zacchaeus, come out of that tree. Now, there was no mistaking who he was talking to because he was the only short Zacchaeus that was up in a sycamore tree on that particular day along that route. And so Zacchaeus comes down and he says, he, he received him joyfully. Now, if the story ended right here, we could go and have lunch, and that would be fine. But there's more to it, because the next verse here addresses the change. Listen again what Luke reports. He says, and when they saw it, they all grumbled. When they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Not exactly the response that you would expect when somebody has left a life of sin and come into a life of joy and salvation. The they, by the way, in this instance, refers to the Pharisees who wanted all things the way that suited them best. For a religious man like Jesus to receive a sinner just seemed so terribly wrong to them. But consider the power of this encounter that Jesus had with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus says to Jesus, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will restore it fourfold. You see, his life dramatically changed because he met this Jesus. This Jesus that he didn't know anything about except that he wanted something from him. And when he received it, it was more than he could have bargained for. His life changed from being a dishonest cheat to a generous and grateful servant. And rather than rejoice in a soul that was saved, the Pharisees focused on the wrong things. And that's the danger right there. God has provided you with a great facility. He has provided you with a good staff. And God willing, we will see great growth. You will see a lot of changes. People who have never been on this campus before will come to this place. And it's going to mean that things are different. And I want to tell you that whenever we put our policies and our principles above building relationships with people, we are in danger. Do not allow yourself or this ministry to become pharisaical. You built this building to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. So do that. 
do that. When you see crumbs on the floor or fingerprints on the walls and it irritates you, let it serve as a reminder that God has brought people here and has placed them in a process of being transformed among you. And that is a good thing. That's why you built this facility. This is an amazing opportunity for this ministry to, to care for them and to reach them. And by the way, at the same time, he's going to be transforming each of you. Changing you from the inside out. Zacchaeus had changed, but it was far too much for some to absorb. They didn't like the change. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's the purpose of this facility. To seek and to save the lost. God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. Brothers and sisters, all means all. God will bring some odd people. Perhaps He already has brought some odd people to your campus. I can't vouch for that, but maybe Pastor Rocky can share a little bit later. But, but God brought people here with purpose to transform their hearts and their lives for the sake of Jesus Christ. And I pray that that is always your goal as well. Throughout Scripture, Jesus always focused on relationships rather than institutions. And for many in our day, that is a radical change. And let's face it, we don't like change. You know the old joke, how many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? Change? We'd rather fight than switch. In fact, someone once told me that the only change that Lutherans generally like is the change that comes when the collection plate comes by. I don't know if that's true, but seriously though, when you think about it, when you start a ministry like this, it's going to require change. It is going to change the dynamic of how you do ministry on a daily basis. It's going to require that, that maybe more of you volunteer to do some things. One of the greatest things that you can do, uh, and now I don't want to step on Mrs. Bedard because uh, this is not my place, but one of the great things that I remember was being able to read in the classrooms, volunteering to read to children. What an incredible gift that is. To see those faces and why you're doing the ministry you're doing. It's a great thing. Even as uh, God surprised this ministry by taking you in this direction, to serve younger children in a retirement mecca? Huh? And yet God has a purpose and a plan, doesn't He? Those Pharisees were also surprised that Jesus would reach out to someone like Zacchaeus. But God had a purpose. And He transformed life because the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And as you work together, you will find that as you embrace the changes that come along with this and that you receive the people that God brings here, you will discover such great joys as you form new friendships and you see God's amazing grace displayed in new ways. Don't get lulled into the false sense of security that Pastor and Julie are going to have more responsibilities and a greater job now. 
They are not the only ones to reach people with the love of Jesus Christ. That's something that God has called you all together to do. This is an opportunity for you. And it's an, an opportunity to invest into your future and into the future of lives as God touches young hearts and lives and you connect people to Jesus. Through it all, remember that this ministry, this new early learning center, and all that you do in this place is about Jesus. It always has been. It always should be. And I pray that it always will be. So keep your eyes focused on Him. Be open to how God will use this ministry. Recognize that you are chosen with purpose and embrace the change that our God is about to work and already is working among you. Congratulations on this awesome accomplishment and on this wonderful occasion to dedicate this facility so that future generations might know Jesus and his love. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding will keep our hearts and our minds in Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us stand and join together now in professing our faith in the words of the affirmation we find on the screens before us. I have faith in God in response to overwhelming love. I believe that God created me and all that I have and has given to me gifts beyond measure. I have faith in Jesus who emptied himself out of his love for me. I believe that Christ died on the cross for my sin, conquered death and the power of evil, and was raised to life on the third day. His death is mine. His resurrection is mine. New life is mine because of Jesus' words and work. I believe in the Holy Spirit in response to overwhelming love. I believe that the Holy Spirit is present here among us and lives within each person. The Spirit continues to call people by the gospel and creates and builds the church of Christ. Through the, Through the power, power of the Spirit, I have, I have power, power to stand in strength and against all adversity. I believe that Jesus is preparing a place for me and will come again to take each of us to be with him. Amen.